It's a long weekend everywhere else in Australia, I think, but not here in the Flat Chat Rap studio. Yep, we never rest. We never stop, as Ange Postecoglou says of his football team Celtic. <laughs> We're a bit annoyed this this week, very annoyed actually, annoyed and disappointed. We're annoyed about the latest press release from New South Wales Fair Trading about changes that have been made to the regulation and were disappointed about the ICERT developer ratings thing that we trumpeted at great length last well, a week. Bit disappointed. We're bit not disappointed. completely disappointed. We're not, dis- we're no. not distraught. <laughs> we're just a little bit uh, a little bit hmm. Alright. And we'll be talking about that in a minute. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the flat chat column for the Australian Financial Review. And I'm Sue Williams and I write about property for domain. And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. Sue, you're back from Perth. Yes, that's right. What were you doing over there? Um, I just had the launch of my new book, um, Biography of Professor Fiona Wood, the burn surgeon, world-leading burns pioneer. So she's the the spray-on-skin woman? She is, yes, and she became quite famous because of the Bali bombings. That's when we all started noticing her, and then she became Australian of the Year. And it's the 20th anniversary. It is next week of the Bali bombings. How did the book launch go? It went fabulously, actually. It was um, there were two hundred people in the audience, and wow. um, we signed three hundred books. Wow! And uh, yeah, it was fun. You know, it was real love in the room for Fiona, and maybe a little bit for me. Right. So it was it was really good. We don't have any link between burns victims and strata, unless you count flammable cladding. <laughs> and we haven't had any of those burns victims in Australia from that yet. No. Fortunately. But it does bring us to the question of the developer rating system that we, the, the gold star rating that mm. was launched last week. Um, and we're a bit disappointed with it. Yeah. Look, it's a fantastic advance, really. I mean, it's wonderful to know that developers are being really thoroughly vetted and rated. Mm. And that's great. But when you go on the website, the ICERT website, the ratings are being done by <clears throat> the ratings company Equifax. Mm. But when you go on and have a look at their their ratings, they just give a list of the developers who have achieved three-star ratings or more. This is out of five. Right. So those developers which are listed, you know, are considered they're good developers and you, Trustworthy. you, know, you can rely on them yeah, yeah. To, del- to deliver a good product. But I actually thought that originally the idea of the ratings was that it would actually have the ratings – of each developer so beside them. So you have three them. and a half or so and so. That's and right, four, four and a half, yeah, four. Yeah. But, but no, they're all just, it's just a list of all the developers who've re- achieved three stars or more, so they're considered okay. So can we assume that, that developers who are not on the list have only got a two-star rating? Well, this is the thing. We, we can't really assume anything because if they're not on the list, maybe they only deserved a two-star or one-star rating, so maybe, you know, people shouldn't really put their life savings with them. Mm. It could be developers who haven't applied because it's a voluntary thing to go onto the register. So they haven't applied to be vetted and have all their processes and protocols and standards looked at. connect criminal connections. Yeah, and and who their partners are, all that Mm. kind of thing. I mean, it's a really thorough vetting process. But if the developers decide not to undergo that, then, you know, who's to say what kind of developer they are? Is that a good indication in any case, that if they have failed to get 
the three stars or they haven't put themselves forward for checking, is that a reasonable indication that maybe you shouldn't be pouring your life savings into their properties? Well, you kind of have to assume it is really. And it's unfortunate because maybe there are some developers out there who are excellent, Mm. but they just maybe haven't got round to to undergoing the process or maybe they're still in the process. I think there's there's 60 developers who are still in the process now. Maybe they just weren't quick off the mark. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there are some developers who are hanging back because they feel, well, you know, we don't want to do all the administration that's going to be required. Mm. But in fact, it's a fabulous investment, really, because if you get a good star rating, I mean, the only way really you can tell whether somebody's got a three-star rating or an excellent star rating, like four and a Mm. half stars, is when the developers themselves advertise their own star rating. Right. So, for instance, like Toga was one of the ones who got the 4.5 stars, the Uh top one, and they're now advertising that they're a 4.5-star developer, as are Meriton. Right. Um, So you kind of think, well, it's being left up to the developers to advertise. And I, I think it's a shame. I mean, there's two things. When I talk to Equifax about this, um, you know, there may be regulations in place where they can't, they're not allowed to give the exact ratings. And they, in fact, say that that wasn't one of the agreed things. Mm. But um, I kind of think it would be really important to do that. Yeah, I spoke to a developer more than a year ago and asked if they were going to submit themselves for this check. And they said they discussed it, but on balance, they felt they had more to lose than to gain. Mm. Well, they've got a lot more to lose if they They don't go through it, really. Yeah, well, if they're not on the list, people will assume, rightly or wrongly, that they've either failed in their rating Mm. or uh, they don't trust their own product. Yeah. And really, to be honest, if a developer doesn't have faith in their product, I mean, geez, why should they expect a consumer to have faith in their product? You know, they could go in for the rating system, and if they get a two-star rating – then that's a that's a great indication that they need to improve their company and improve their processes and the kind of ha- homes they're they're building. So that, I would have thought so. It's a great shortcut. So that now that we've decided that the default situation is if the name of the company isn't on the list, let's say within the next six months, mm. you shouldn't invest. Absolutely, and you don't need. We don't need to know what the ratings were. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a shame because. I said to Equifax, well, look, say I was wanting to invest in an apartment. I would normally look at those developers and I would look for one that was 4.5 and think, okay, there's these four developers so far, which are Mm. 4.5. I'll look at the the projects they're they're currently um, developing and I'll buy an apartment in one of those. Mm. And they said, well, no, you, but you can't do that. And they were saying, Equifax was saying, well, really, if you're buying an apartment, I mean, it's only for people who are buying to live there. Yeah. And they were saying you'd be looking at location and you'd be looking at the style of development and you would be looking at a particular development and then looking at the developer, then looking on the list to see where they are to decide whether to, to buy. I don't think I And disagree. I kind of think I'd rather cherry pick the best developers yeah. rather than yeah. choose the, the development first. When there's so many uh, developments around, Mm. So many different developers. Mm. That basically, anything you can do that cuts down the search time. I mean, you don't want to go and and uh, find a 
you know, see an ad for a new development, think, oh, that looks fantastic. Go and look at the area. Yeah, go and check the schools and the shops. And then you turn out that they can't even get a, a rating because they're a crap developer. Yeah. That's a huge waste of time. Yeah, I think so too. I'm glad you agree yeah. because, um, yeah, I mean, Equifax kind of, I mean, their hands might be tied by the regulations. I don't know. But um, I, I was just a little bit disappointed that we couldn't actually see people's star ratings on their website. No, maybe they'll change that. Maybe once they get enough people through the door, they'll start uh, doing comparative because it's a big incentive. If you've got a three-star rating mm. and you're listed as a three-star rating, which means you're okay, but all the developers around you have got four, four-and-a-half-star ratings, you're going to think, well, we need to lift our game here, yeah. which is good for the consumer. Yeah, Absolutely. I award them six stars out of ten. <laughs> the website, yes. the iSERP website. Because it's a fantastic idea and it's a great progression, yeah. but uh, it's not quite there yet. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about a announcement of new regulations for strata managing agents and for elections of committee office bearers. That's after this. So last week, somebody said to me, oh, have you seen these new regulations? And you forwarded me an email uh, from Fair Trading. Mm, yeah. And basically, it was about a completely new set of regulations for strata managing agents and some tweaks to strata laws, especially in relation to voting. Mm. Um, so I, I had a look at this and look, the strata managing agent stuff is complicated and, and complicated even further by the fact that the law that covers the regulations that covers strata managing agents covers all agents, stock and station agents, real estate agents, oh, travel, travel agents. agents. Oh my goodness. Secret agents. <laughs> Maybe not secret agents, but. You know, it's all muddled in together and you're reading the thing and it's telling you about, oh, this is at an auction. Uh, this is a number of bids by the vendor that they can make. And then you read half a page later, it's telling you about the penalties for stealing cattle. <laughs> but, you know, it, one of the, the major things in it is that uh, real estate agents have to be a bit more considerate when they lose a gig and they have to hand over all the documents either to another real estate agent or to the strata committee. Maybe they want to mm. self-manage because we've heard stories for years about people changing strata managers and the old strata manager just sits on the documents That's right. for months and months and months just out of pure bastardry just to make, just to punish people for not wanting them. Yeah, we had a similar situation. We ended up having to go into their, physically into their offices and they said, well, okay, if you can find the documents, you can have them. And so we had to sift through piles and piles of documents all over the place to yeah. try and find our documents. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, and there is that thing, if they don't have the documents readily to hand, then it shows there's a level of incompetence there. I do recall that that strata manager was paying other buildings' bills from our account. That's right. That's how bad they were. They're all I, kind of – they only had one trust account for everybody. So everybody, yeah. every building was part of that trust account, which is illegal. Yeah, and, is and, now. And, and all the uh, receipts were in shoeboxes. Yes. Yes. 
So they, they've tidied all that up, and that's great. But then I got to this thing, and it, and it said, you know, we, we're changing the rules on um, voting by Zoom, electronic voting. And, uh, okay, yeah, that's fair enough, because we're coming out of the COVID-19 measures. Mm. But some of the things that were brought in are actually quite good, that because they brought in the fast track, the, the whole idea that you can have Zoom meetings without having to have a general meeting to approve the idea that you could have Zoom meetings. So that's all <laughs> been taken care of. And then there was this thing, and it mentioned it a couple of times, there'd be changes to the way you can nominate and elect office bearers on committees. All right. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. So I looked to the next link, and it says, again, there will be changes to this. And then I looked to the next link, and it says, and yeah, there will be changes to this. Eventually, I found the act which details what the changes are. And here is what you cannot pre-electronic vote for somebody on a strata committee election. That's one change. Mm. So you cannot send an email saying, I want to vote for Jeff. You've got to actually be actively involved in the meeting, even electronically, remotely by phone mm. or, or, or Zoom or whatever. So that's one thing. But the one that really amused me was you cannot orally nominate someone unless they are in the room. Okay. Or they're by Zoom. Mm. And you think, well, if Jeff is in the room, has to be in the room before somebody can nominate him, why doesn't Jeff just nominate himself? Good point. <laughs> Yes. So I, I tried to work this. I, I came at it the, the, in the other direction. Why would anyone nominate Jeff when he's not in the room without Jeff having written a thing saying, I want to be nominated for it? Because if you can send a nomination in, in mm. advance in writing. Mm. And here's what happens. Somebody goes along and says, who's going to be treasurer? Nobody wants to be treasurer. And they say, oh, Jeff, Jeff will be treasurer. <laughs> well, Jeff's not here. Yeah, he'll be here next week. He'll be fine. Jeff will be treasurer. And then Jeff gets a phone call saying, oh, by the way, uh, you've just been elected treasurer. And he's like, oh, great. I've got enough on my plate. I don't mm. want to be doing this. Yeah. So I think that's what it's about. But it took me a long time to dig out that yeah, piece of information. Yeah, to work it out. Yep. But, you know, people think, well, that's ridiculous. That's never going to happen. I know somebody who was elected to our committee he just bought into the building and he was told, oh, there's another vacancy on the committee and you've been elected. He hadn't even asked to get on the committee. <laughs> so maybe you do have to make sure people are in the room when they're nominated. Yep, sure. When we come back, we're going to briefly talk about Airbnb and a council that wants to put a lid on it. That's after this. Here at Flat Chat, we are always telling people that one of the benefits of apartment living is that you can just lock up and leave when you want to take a holiday. Well, if you're looking for some inspiration on where to go to make the most of your freedom, take a look at mildrover.com, our website for seasoned travellers. It has news, reviews and special travel deals in which you can literally save thousands of dollars. That's M-I-L-D-R-O-V-E-R.com, the website that takes you somewhere fantastic even if you don't leave home. In the papers today, Sue Williams, there's a Randwick councillor who wants to increase rates for people who are running Airbnb. In mm. that. Now, Randwick is traditionally an area where people go on holiday as well as, you know, it's near the beach and all that. 
And I remember, do you remember Michael Costa, the odious yes, former treasurer? Yes, minister as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was the one who drove Peter Ryan out That's or right. helped to do that. Yeah. I remember him being on Alan Jones and they were talking about how Randwick Council was trying to limit the number of holiday lets or, or strata schemes were bringing in rules to stop people from letting their apartments for holiday. This is way before Airbnb ever mm. happened. I remember him saying, well, I'll be putting a stop to that. Really? Yeah, like the people, families have got to be able to come into the city and stay in apartments. And these people who live in apartments, you know, they've got no right to stop people from coming and doing that. Well, it turns out he what he said was prophetic because... We don't have the right to stop people from renting their apartments if they normally live in their apartments. Mm, yeah. But this thing has come up where Randwick want to increase the rates on properties that are let on Airbnb. But they've also said, and this is the thing that really piques my interest, they say there are dozens of properties in Randwick that are being let as holiday lets but are not listed on oh. the government's holiday letting register. Okay. So what's being done about that? Is anybody checking up on this? Is anybody at Fair Trading? Fair Trading won't do anything about holiday lets. If they can just park it somewhere and forget about it, they will happily do so. Because it is up to the local authority, isn't it, to make sure that all the Airbnb are registered? Well, is it? Or is it up to Airbnb? No. <laughs> it's if Airbnb have been told that a property hasn't been registered, then they're not supposed to list them on. Okay, the, but they need to find but out. A, first. There are other agencies as well. Mm. There are, and there are people who just do it through a local real estate agent or whatever. Mm. But nobody, if this is true, and I believe it is true, somebody in Randwick should be looking at the listings of holiday lets and saying. Is that on the register? And if it's not on the register, can we start fining people, please? Because that's mm. the only way we can control this. Otherwise, it means the whole holiday letting register is just window dressing, yeah. which I think a lot of us suspected it was anyway. Maybe you could get hotel receptionists to, in their spare time to go through some of the They sit the there registers. at night. Yeah, sitting nothing there at night, to do. Nothing yeah. to do on the computer. Yeah, because it would be in the interests of hotels to make sure there's a crackdown on people illegally doing Airbnbs. And the other thing that came up last week, I got an email from this business people and residents of Byron Bay who say that their lives are about to be destroyed because Byron Bay wants to put a 90-day limit on the number of days you can rent out properties up there. And so they're presenting themselves as these poor, benighted people. And, you know, we could lose all this money and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs will be lost. They're just people who on Airbnb. You know, mm. they're just people who've been coining it for months and months and years. And suddenly somebody's saying, hang on, people need to live here. The people who are coming and making your cappuccinos for you, uh, and all that other people who are doing your yoga classes on the beach, they need to live here. Mm. You can't mm. have all the properties given over to holiday lights. Mm. Absolutely. So uh, don't send me any more emails, people in Byron who are in favour of unlimited holiday lights. Um, you won't get really, much sympathy here. You I get suppose. no sympathy here. Yeah. Not interested. All right, so that was a after last week's marathon. Um, that's a nice short dish and sharp podcast for the okay week. great thanks and good luck with the book 
Thank you very much. And uh, I had uh, oh, it's called under your under her skin. Under by the way, her skin. I should have just said what it was Who's called. Who's the publisher? If you don't mind, Alan and Unwin. See, here's me Sorry. pretending I don't know anything about this book, and all I've heard about for the past year and a half is how the book was progressing <laughs> in the other room. This is part of show business, folks. It's all an illusion. Thanks, Sue. Thank you, Jimmy, and uh, thank you to everyone listening. Okay, and talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Wrap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flatchat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Wrap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.